0: Sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa alayhi wa sahbihi wa sallama tasliman kathira Ya ayyuhaladzina amanu ataquu allaha haqqa tukatih Wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun Ya ayyuhalnaasu ataquu rabbakumuladzi khalakakum min nafsin wahidah Wa khalakaminhaa zawjaha Wabathaminhuma rijalanan kathiraan wa nisaa Wa ataquu allaha aladziy tasaalunabihi walarham Inna allaha kana kum rakiba. يا ايها الذين امنوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار In the final verse of surah al rum Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to us a very important principle and instruction. This verse is made up of two parts. The first part is a command from Allah in the way that the believers should think, in the way that they should behave and act. And the second part of the verse is a prohibition. It is something that you shouldn't do. It is the opposite of the way that you should think and behave and act. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs our Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and then by extension the Muslims, me and you, and he says, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, Fasbir, Inna Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Be patient, for indeed the promise of Allah Azza wa Jal is true. And do not be discouraged by those who lack certainty. In the first portion of this verse, it is how the believer should think and behave. And in the second portion of the verse, we're told that we shouldn't be like those who have a lack of sincerity. When a person is going through difficulty and challenge and trial, it is very easy to allow shaitan to overcome you, to be overcome by a sense of despondency and despair. There are people who see, as we are seeing now, and it's been some three months since the events of Gaza started, the difficulty, the, the oppression that those people are facing, the many, many deaths that they have interdu- had to endure, the destruction that we see on a mass scale and we ask Allah جل, on this day, this blessed day of Friday that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings relief to them. That Allah protects them and their families and their land and their wealth and their property. When it, when you see something like this, there are two types of people in the way that they respond. Those who lack certainty in the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Either because they have no iman or because their iman is weak. And so they are people who become depressed People who are overcome by despondency, not only in themselves, because they feel a sense of helplessness, which is natural, but also amongst the community and amongst other people. They look at everyone around them and the Muslims in general, and they say that this is our state and this is our affair. And if that spurred them into some positive action, then maybe perhaps you could say that there's some benefit in it. But when it only increases and it snowballs into that effect, then it only becomes worse and worse for everybody around them. You see no hope wherever you look, you see no relief wherever you look, and that is not the mindset of the Muslim. That is the mindset of those people who lack certainty in the promise of Allah Azza wa Jal. They don't have true iman in the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But as for those people who do, they know that the words of Allah Azza are true. They know that when the when Allah wa Allah makes a promise, that promise must come to pass. They know that what Allah Azza wa Jal has legislated will take place and it will happen. And there is nothing that can stop it from taking place. Those people, they don't allow despondency to overcome them. They don't lack certainty in the promises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That first group of people, that don't have that same level of certainty. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam described them in a hadith. The hadith of Abu radiyallahu radiallahu anin, in Sahih Muslim. And he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إذا قال الرجل هلك الناس فهو if someone says about the people that they are destroyed, then he is the most destroyed from amongst them. Because that's how the believer looks at other people. It's not the way that the believer should think when it comes to those types of issues. But rather the believer should be the one who has certainty in the promises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Certainty in what Allah azza wa has told us in the Quran, what his Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa promised us in his sunnah. Certainty in what Allah azza wa tells us will take place in this dunya and in the akhirah. And why wouldn't you have certainty? If you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah is your Lord, that Allah is the creator, that Allah is the provider and the sustainer, that Allah controls everything in the heavens and the earth, that He is the master of the universe, that what Allah azza wa jal says and promises must come to pass, what Allah decrees must happen. But it may happen at a time and a place of Allah's choosing by His wisdom and by His knowledge subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if you have that certainty in your Lord and your Creator, then why would you doubt the promises of Allah Azza wa Why would you doubt the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an? And if you believed in the Akhirah, and you believe in Al Qiyamah, and you believe in the judgment and the reckoning that will take place on that day, you believe in paradise and how fire, then why would you doubt the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why wouldn't you have certainty? Why wouldn't you have a strength of iman that even in the most difficult of situations, when no one else sees any hope, you have hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When people just see calamity all around them, the strength of your iman, and your tawakkul in Allah azza wa and your yaqeen in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes you such that you see Allah azza wa mercy even when other people don't. That is the way that the prophets of Allah were alayhi was-salam. Ibrahim alayhis-salam, when he's thrown in the fire, he knows the certainty of Allah azza wa promise. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saves him from that punishment of the fire that his people threw him in. Musa alayhi salam when he sees before him the sea, and behind him the armies of Pharaoh, and the people around him, who don't forget, are people who have accepted Musa as a prophet and a messenger. People who are upon his religion. They say, Inna We've been caught. He's caught up to us. He said, No, never, for my Lord is with me and he will guide me. The Prophet and Abu Bakr, when they were in the cave of Hira, and Abu Bakr said, "O oh, Messenger of Allah, one of those people only has to look down towards his feet, and he will see the opening of the cave, the mouth of the cave, and us within it." And the Prophet responded, La Inna Allah ma'ana. Don't despair, for Allah Azza is with us. When no one else sees hope, they see hope. When no one else sees any exit or any solution, they know that Allah Azza promise is true." And that is what yaqeen brings. And that is why the hadith in the Muslim of Imam Ahmad, the hadith of Abu Bakr radiyallahu the Prophet told us sallallahu alayhi that you should ask for yaqeen. Sallallaha al-yaqeen wal-mu'afa. Ask Allah for yaqeen and certainty. Ask Allah Azza wa Jal for safety. Because yaqeen and certainty is one of the greatest acts of worship. One of the greatest actions of the heart that you can have. When you have true yaqeen, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the words of Allah, in the promises of Allah, in the sharia of Allah, it doesn't mean that it's just a verbal utterance that you say, not words that are empty, but it is translated into your deeds and in your action, in the way that you behave, in the way that you think, in your character, in your worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many of us claim to have yaqeen, but when it comes to practice and action, we're the furthest people away from reading the Qur'an. The furthest people away from doing good deeds. The furthest people away from fulfilling the obligations that Allah placed upon us. The furthest people away from having good character and manners and dealings. None of us here, sitting here, no matter who you are or your situation, did you undergo the types of trials and challenges that our Prophet went through sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He went through so many calamities. But give me just one example, just one instance in his lifetime sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when he then didn't uphold the sharia of Allah when he didn't fulfill the obligations of Allah, when his manners, the way that he spoke, the way that he dealt with people, the way that he behaved, was anything below what is expected of a believer. Even the words of the Prophet wasallam, even his expression, even the way that he would address people and the names that he would use to call them, they were of the greatest example of character from him wasallam, Because that is what yaqeen means. Yaqeen means that you don't just have the words or you don't just make the claim, But it's seen in your ibadah, it's seen in your worship, it's seen in the way that you behave, it's seen in the dealings that you have, not only with the people that are closest to you, but more importantly, even those people that are far away from you. Even the enemies of the Prophet ﷺ attested to his good character. They attested to his truthfulness, his honesty and his integrity. We see the oppression that some Muslims are going under, we think that that's an excuse then to oppress others in return. That's how we behave. We think that that strength, we think that that's yaqeen. But that's not the yaqeen that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam displayed. How can your certainty in Allah azza make you a worse Muslim, a worse believer, take you further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then you call that yaqeen. And that is why we have those hadith that show to us that if you have true yaqeen, Allah azza will bless you in this life and the next. And Allah will give you the greatest of reward. But in the same hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was reluctant that those ahadith should be spread amongst many people because most people they misunderstand those ahadith. They don't understand them in the correct context. Like the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiyallahu alayhi Sahih Muslim, when Abu Hurairah came upon the Prophet in an enclosed garden, and the Prophet sallallahu gave to Abu Hurairah his sandals and he said, "Take my sandals. These sandals are a sign that whoever you see knows that you came from me. The words that you speak are my words." And whoever you meet outside of this garden, then tell them that if they say the shahada, La ilaha illallah mustiqinan biha qalbuhu bil Jannah. And they have yaqeen in their hearts in that statement, then give them the glad tidings of jannah. Abu Hurairah left the garden. The first person that he comes across is Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyaAllahu anhu. And he says, "O oh, Umar, have the glad tidings of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That whoever says, La ilaha illallah with yaqeen, yaqeen, certainty in the heart. Then they will have Jannah. Umar heard this and he punched Abu Huraira, Punched him so hard that he fell down and he began to cry. And he said, Abu Huraira, go back from where you came. So he came to the Prophet ﷺ in tears. And Umar was behind him. The Messenger ﷺ said, Abu Huraira, what happened? He said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, I did as you instructed. Said as you told me to say. And this is how Umar responded. Umar, why did you do this? Oh Omar what's your reason? He said, Oh Messenger of Allah, did you command him to say this? He said, yes. He said, Oh Messenger of Allah, don't do so. Because if you do so, the people will become lazy. The people will become dependent upon this. The people won't do anything because they will take the headline, but they will forget the condition that you placed upon them. The headline, say, La ilaha illallah. That's what most of us take from the hadith. And it is true. Whoever says, La ilaha illallah, dies upon that, will go into Jannah. But there are numerous hadith that also say that if you sin, you don't fulfill your obligations, you commit haram, even if you have tawheed, Allah Jalla may choose to punish you. And people forget that part. They don't have that level of yaqeen because yaqeen means what? That you wouldn't do the haram to the best of your ability. And even if you fell into the haram, you would turn to Allah Jalla and make tawbah. Yaqeen means that your character, your dealings, your words, your esteem, everything, is in accordance to what Allah Azza wa Jalla is pleased with, what His Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam instructed. That's the thing that people forget. And so the Prophet sallallahu alaihi when he heard this from Umar, he said, "In that case, don't tell anyone." The Prophet is agreeing with this, and this is the generation of the companions. Umar isn't saying this about me and you and other people of our time. He's saying this in the generation of the companions, رضي الله Similar to this is the Hadith of Mu'adh, رضي الله عنه. When he called upon Muadh three times, and Muadh responded, "Yes, O Messenger of Allah, Labbaik wa I am here, responding O Messenger of Allah." Three times he called him, and then he said to him, "Ma min Abd Allāh illa Hā illa Allāh wa wa min Qalbhi illa Haram Allahu No one makes the Shahada, of illa Allāh," Muhammad the Rasulullah, with sincerity from their heart except that Allah will make the fire haram upon them. And then he said, Mu'adh, O Messenger of Allah, should I not give this glad tiding to the people? Should I not tell the people that this is what you said? The Prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, No. takilu, Because if you do so, the people will rely only upon this hadith. They will forget the many other verses and the many other hadith. Whereas the believer takes all of that into context, takes it all together. And the hadith says that Mu'adh only narrated this hadith at the time of his death because he feared sin upon himself for withholding knowledge if he didn't. These hadith show to us the importance of certainty and what it means. It's not just a claim, but when you have that level of certainty, then Allah Azza wa Jal makes things easy for you. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala will bring to you relief, will bring to you ease. Even when others are going through difficulty, you will see the hope that Allah Azza wa gives to the believers. You will see the signs of good. And we have a great deal of good within our communities. The fact that this masjid is full, the fact that people come and pray, the fact that people are reciting Quran, learning their knowledge, the fact that our youngsters are learning the Quran and memorizing it, the fact that people are given sadaqah in great amounts, these are signs of good, signs of hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the believer should be someone who's positive, knowing that the promise of Allah azza wa jal is true, certain in the commands of Allah azza wa jal, in what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised, and as a result we should act accordingly to that which Allah عز وجل has legislated that which his Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us gives us that level of yaqeen and the level of tawakkul in him and in his words and in his promises barakallahu li walakum fil qur'an wa sunnah wa naf'ani wa iyyakum bima feehima min al-ayat wa al-hikmah aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfiru Allah walakum wa li jamee' al-muslimin min kulli dhanbin fastaghfiruh innahu huwal ghafurur rahim بسم In the hadith of Ibn Umar that is collected in the Jammer of the Imam Tirmidhi رحمه الله Ibn Umar says that the Prophet wasallam, would really have a gathering of people Except that at the conclusion of that gathering he would end by saying these du'as, these supplications, these words and it is a du'a that you will be familiar with because it is a du'a that is often made by the imam in Ramadan. In the witr prayer is du'a. It is a common du'a that is recited in that. But Ibn Umar mentions it as a context, in this context that the Prophet ﷺ would not just make it in salah, but he would often end his gatherings, his meetings, his lessons with this du'a. And from that du'a, and it's a long du'a, but from it is his word wasallam. Allahumma qsim lana min khashyatik. مَا Bihi بِهِ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَ مَعْصِيَتِكَ وَمِن طاعتك مَا تُبَلِّغُنَا Bihi جَنَّتَكَ وَمِنَ الْيَقِينِ مَا bihi بِهِ عَلَيْنَا مَصَائِبَ dunya. He used to say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allah, grant to us enough fear of you, enough taqwa, enough piety, enough khashia, enough fear of your oh Allah that it will become a barricade between us and your punishment, between the fire. And grant us enough of your obedience that it will allow us to enter into Jannah. And grant us enough yaqeen and certainty that it will make the trials and the challenges of the dunya easy for us to bear. This is what the Prophet used to make dua for. And he shows you one of the greatest benefits of having that type of yaqeen, that level of yaqeen. That is not only yaqeen in the heart, but yaqeen then in the actions, yaqeen in the way that you behave, in your dealings, in your character. that certainty in the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That no matter then what anyone throws your way, whatever challenge, difficulty you see, whether it's something to do with you personally, or it's something that affects people at large, it will be something which for you, you will know how to traverse that trial, that challenge, that difficulty, because of your yaqeen in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why the Prophet used to say, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, as is mentioned the hadith in the Tirmidhi, When you make dua, have yaqeen, and that Allah Azza wa Jal will respond. That's yaqeen. That level of yaqeen is so great that everything else becomes easy after it. And that is why as I began this khutbah today, that verse in Surah Al-Rum, the final verse, Allah Azza wa Jal gave this instruction to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Because the Muslims were going through difficulty, the companions were facing one challenge after another challenge. They would overcome one trial and another one would come. And that was their whole lifetime, in the lifetime of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa So Allah Azza wa Jal instructed us, be patient. Knowing that the promise of Allah Azza wa Jalla is true, and the other people who lack that certainty, don't be discouraged by them. If you lack certainty, then you need to study more of the Quran. You lack certainty, you need to study more of the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi You need to learn more about your Tawheed and the names of Allah and His attributes. You need to learn about Qiyamah and what will happen on Yom Al and in the Hereafter. You need to learn and find acts of worship that will strengthen your yaqeen. Because when you have that level of yaqeen, it is from the greatest blessings and gifts that Allah Azza wa can bestow upon any person. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He grants us that level of Yaqeen. That Allah Azza wa on this day, which is the Blessed Day of Friday, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us taqwa that will keep us safe from his punishment and obedience that will allow us to enter into his Jannah. And yaqeen and certainty that will make easy for us the trials of the dunya. We ask Allah that He brings relief to all of those who are oppressed in this world and that Allah protects them and their lives and their property and their wealth. And we ask Allah that He showers His mercy and forgiveness and blessings upon us because one of the greatest blessings of Allah is that you enjoy safety while other people don't and that Allah blesses you with a level of comfort when other people are going through hardship. That is from the greatest blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Allah Jalla that He allows us to praise Him and thank Him in the way that He deserves subhanahu wa ta'ala for the many blessings that He has bestowed upon us and that He relieves the suffering of those who are suffering. We ask Allah Jal that He keeps us steadfast upon this religion, that He gives us life upon Islam and death upon Iman that Allah us in the highest levels of Jannah with the, with the people of Jannah, This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.